When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, going good. <laughs> Here you go. Hello, hello. Hi. Hey, sorry, we just uh, gave the stinky dog a bone, so he'll be much better behaved than the last time you were on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he has he has been improving. Way to jinx it, Steve. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, our last call with you was one hundred percent his worst. Yeah. That's. So thank you for dealing with that. <laughs> oh, no problem. Now you'll just hear chomping in the background. <laughs> just pretend it's like you know late 90s uh rock music and uh <laughs> yeah. you know, right in with this movie <laughs> yep Soldiers of the new millennium. Almost perfect. Almost human. Almost. They're not responding to our command! Under our control. Now, one will lead them to destroy mankind. The time of man has ended. And one will return. Luke Devereaux is the original Universal Soldier. To stop him. No, 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 no. Been there, done that. The only way is to blow them up and hope the pieces don't keep fighting us. This summer, it's man against machine. Capture Luke Devereaux. Minimal damage. One soldier against the ultimate warrior. Dangerous. The winner controls the future. Steve and I'm Izzy and this is everything I learned from the movies oh tonight we are continuing Jean-Claude Van January with 1999's Universal Soldier colon the return oh the colon return yeah oh but babe we're we're not alone for this colon return we're we're not we're not oh no we have with us Michael Bagford. Welcome, Michael. Uh, Michael Bagford, the return. What's up? Yeah. Michael Bagford's colon has returned too. <laughs> Mikey Bags, if you win them streets. 
Uh, so, uh, Michael, was this your first time watching Universal Soldier colon the return? Uh, yeah, actually, this was my oh. first time watching it. Oh, nice, nice. How about you, babe? No, we watched all of the Universal Soldier. <laughs> was it lockdown? Yeah, I think it was right early lockdown or whatever. We saw they were all like on Prime or something, and we're like, yeah, why not? I haven't seen like three through six, I want to say. <laughs> so yeah we we just did all of them it was fantastic <laughs> so did you watch those tv movies that like came out right after the first one that didn't have john claude van damme okay so yeah there's like another universal soldier 2 that has like it, it was one of them like michael dudikoff kind of guy, guys or whatever like yeah i don't remember exactly what it was but yeah uh, no i haven't seen any of those although i'm curious <laughs> i have seen those oh they, uh because they're on riff tracks. Oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> a Gary Busey's in the second one, and Burt Reynolds is in the second and third one. Oh wow! Steve, date night, right? Uh, '90s Burt Reynolds. Did he ever peak before then? I mean, really. So anyway, oh man, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm a little thirsty. I'm still quite sober. Oh, well, let's uh, let's, let's take care of that. Are you drinking anything on your end, Mike? I am drinking a Jose Cuervo margarita. Oh, nice. Wait, it, like, did you make yourself one or is it like in a can or something? Or? Uh, no, it's pre-made out of a bottle. Oh, nice. Ah, good stuff. There's a song about drinking Jose Cuervo. Is there? There's, I mean, there's a couple, of, but there's one specifically about Jose Cuervo. Oh, I'm right. doing shots. All right. Is it a country song? It is a country song. That's why I of don't know what you're talking about. Okay. There's <laughs> like, that one, and there's tequila makes her clothes fall off. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. And uh, fitting with this movie from Rogue Brewing, we have Dead Guy Ale. <laughs> Dead Guy Ale is a Maybach style ale with a robust malt profile and a sweetness that is balanced by the liberal use of bittering hops. Liberal beer. Liberal. <laughs> Damn liberal beers. <laughs> right. uh, 6.8% alcohol by volume. Ooh, so close. Oh, so close. <laughs> and uh, my top? His top. Nice. And the pool. Oh, this is a beautiful, like, dark, dark auburn colored beer. Has a gorgeous off-white foamy head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles make me happy. They're lingering. Ooh. Oh, beautiful malty aroma. Mm-hmm. It's also, like, really fresh because it's a lager. Mm. Steve's going <sighs> in for the sip. Yeah, we've had this, what, like a dozen times on the show, I think. Easily. <laughs> this is definitely an MVP. This and, like, Baba Black Lager, I think, are the top two. <laughs> Probably yard sale because the yard sale comes with the Baba Black Lager. <laughs> Probably true, true. Yeah, now that apparently the finest beer you went to makes is now a seasonal for some reason. Well, because they I, hate I blame money, you, Steve. Utah. No, <laughs> they hate money, Steve. Apparently, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rogue Brewery, Dead Guy Ale, get it? It's fantastic. As uh, as they say, it'll get you drunk. Woo! Oh. <laughs> Speaking of getting drunk, oh, oh yeah. man, Universal Soldier the Return. <laughs> oh, from director Mick Rogers. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you both asked. Uh, he directed this. That's it. But 
He is a stuntman in over a hundred things and uh, second unit director of movies such as <clears throat> Scrooged, Maverick, Braveheart, Virtuosity, Volcano, Species 2, Lethal Weapon 4, Payback, Fast and the Furious, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, National Treasure, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Apocalypto, Fast and Furious 4, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, uh, the Point Break remake that doesn't exist, nope, and exist. Hacksaw Ridge. So, yeah, he's a second unit director. Yeah. But only did this, we might find out why. Um, because this was written by William Malone. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he wrote and directed Creature, remember that like 85 oh, Aliens report? Yeah. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Uh, he wrote this and Supernova. Maybe I, uh, I, I want to talk about that on the podcast. It is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he also directed a little movie called House on Haunted Hill from 1999. Oh my God. And Fear.com. Oh, shit. Uh, fun fact he was originally going to direct this film but left just before the start of shooting due to creative differences with the producers and went on to do uh, House, House on Haunted Hill the same year uh, and was replaced by McRogers. Nice. There you go. Uh, also written by John Fasano. Who's he, Steve? Well, he started off writing this. And The Visit. And Darkness Falls. And Jesse, so <laughs> Jesse Stone colon Stone Cold, which is the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what the Tom Selleck movie that I always yeah. like? Wait, Tom Selleck and Stone Cold. Oh, it's the uh, Jesse Stone. Uh, Stone. Okay. Uh, he's also the creator of Woke Up Dead, uh, Sniper Legacy. I think it's one of those straight to straight to DVD sequels. Uh, but he may also be best known for directing Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. and uh one of the bloody bits favorites black roses <laughs> oh shit. apparently just horrible horror movies and then yeah. started writing <laughs> but of course Star- consider horrible uh rock and roll nightmare is that the one with gene simmons no that's the one with four john mickle four Oh, I'm thinking rock and roll high school rock and roll high that's school the, right, that's mind. the one with ramones yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm getting all mixed up. Anyway, I don't know shit about John Fazano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but starring in this movie, oh man, oh Jean Claude Van Damme as Luke Devereaux, <gasps> Michael Jai White as Seth, oh yeah, Heidi Shands as Aaron, who exactly? <laughs> uh, Xander Berkeley as Dylan Kotner. Bill Goldberg as Romeo. And uh, we have a Mick Rogers cameo in this movie. I'll be sure to point it out. <laughs> uh, Mike, ha- how'd you watch this one? Um, I had to rent it. On uh, Amazon or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did too. Sorry. <laughs> I I swear it was streaming <laughs> like months ago, but yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I've got a note that says rollover on here for some reason. But uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we start off at the uh the ryan lathrop uh military research center or whatever and uh we're just kind of going through a little pov shot in there and it's showing like all these tanks of like nitrogen duracell and some that just say poison gas on them and it's yeah. like well, could you be more vague or <laughs> like what kind of poison gas if you're a research center i mean i don't know <laughs> and then uh 
And then you see Michael Jai White in uh, just some tidy blackies, uh, just just chilling. He's got the the fog machine blowing on him and stuff, and just showing off that perfect body. Mm. Mm. Oh, the body! Mm. And then credits, guys. What do we think of Universal Soldier <laughs> Return? <laughs> no, but then then we go to the Bayou. We're in the middle of a jet ski chase for some reason. We don't know what's going on, but there's that uh, you know, that that late '90s scream rock music stuff. The <laughs> like as they're going through, <laughs> and then uh, oh god, this <laughs> yeah, a bunch of jet, a couple guys in jet skis chasing Jean Claude Van Damme and uh, some some chick on his back on the jet ski. <laughs> And then they get rammed by like a fan boat that's also yeah. chasing them. And then they start fighting on top of the fan boat and take that over. And then uh I don't know, I just have written down as a balding Michael Rooker is the guy yeah. he's fighting and punches him off there. But then he like grabs a string or something on the back of it and starts like water skiing without the skis. Pretty sweet little stuff, not gonna lie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah then uh I don't know. They they beach that the fan boat or whatever and start running through the forest, running in and singing and trying to get away. And uh, we find out that the 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 chick that's with Jean Claude is Maggie, uh, and she like instantly gets nabbed. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like like I don't know. She like turns her head like I thought I heard, Whoop! and she's gone. And then we hear uh, we see uh, Goldberg. He pops up in the forest, <laughs> and he's like Javaro. <laughs> You know, as Goldberg does when he's Ooh, yeah. acting. Yeah, JCB just kind of like blasts him in the chest and he goes flying off. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Well, that guy, <laughs> that guy's done. Uh, nope, he's up. <laughs> Still alive. You thought that would take care of me? Like, well, yeah, usually taking a rocket in the chest will take out a man. Um, and then he tosses. <laughs> and then when Goldberg tosses a knife, uh, Michael, are you familiar with the show Kni- Knife or Death? It's like the, uh, was it Forged in Fire, Knife or, Wait, knife yeah. or Death? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, it's hosted by Bill Goldberg. And oh, uh, yeah. it's a, it's on, uh, I don't even know what channel it's on. It's on Hulu. I know that. But um, yeah, we've been watching that for the last like month or whatever. It's basically guys like make their own knives and then run through like an obstacle course, cutting through like ice blocks and chickens and brick walls and shit like that and it's like it's like stuff you should never do with a knife but uh yeah he's the host and so when like drunk i like tosses a knife at him or something like oh horrible craftsmanship <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah eventually uh you know he fights goldberg uh, jean claude fights goldberg a bit um, and then, like, four other dudes in suits basically just start drowning them like it's the end of fucking glass. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> just pulling them down in a puddle. And then, uh, yeah, roll credits, guys. What do we think of you? No. Uh, the, you hear uh, Michael Jai White off screen saying, uh, exercise terminated. Report back to base or something. And they just, like, let him go. Start walking off. And, uh, you know, Jean-Claude's like, (laughs) coughing up water and shit. (sighs) What happened? You know? (laughs) All right. So then we go back to the research center and uh, we find out. Okay. For those of you who haven't seen the first Universal Soldier movie, um, it's all about Jean-Claude being a Vietnam vet uh, who was killed. You know, uh, we'll we'll spare you the details. Uh, Dolph Lundgren did it. 
but uh, <laughs> but then he's brought back to life as these universal soldiers, which are basically cyborgs at this point. Oh, you know, yeah. just reanimated corpses using technology. Blah blah blah. Got to keep them cool. You know, because they if they overheat, they don't work properly, and then they start like making uh, ear necklaces and shit again. <laughs> but uh, but you know, this being the sequel, um, Jean Claude's not a universal soldier anymore. Nope. Nope. He apparently got over it. <laughs> he apparently is just a corpse of a 60-year-old man or whatever at this point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they left some of the gray in his hair this time. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, for being in the 90s, that must have been bold of him. But um yeah, then we uh we're shown around the research center and we see like uh all the universal soldiers like in like this these uh regeneration booths that you know they took damage, you know, being shot with machine guns and shit in the forest, but you know, give them like 15 minutes, they heal perfectly. I I guess uh Jean-Claude also like has a flashback of the first movie where it just shows him like, I don't know, dying and screaming a couple of times and you know. <laughs> I don't know. I said weird flashback. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You see like the Vietnamese guys like being executed, like they're you see their heads exploding and shit, and then he's just screaming like no. And then like his torso explodes, and then he's like, oh, oh what a bad dream. <laughs> I, I forget exactly why, but yeah, like in one of the one of the unisols just kind of like snap when he's being checked out by another one of the scientists and uh basically just tries try he, he like slaps that guy out of the way and then tries to kill the uh the doctor who's like the director of the unisol program or whatever uh but luckily jean-claude jumps in the way at the last minute you know stops him and uh you know hits him in the head like five or six times as he's like being bear hugged to death or whatever oh. Oh. he's going like, that and <laughs> but uh yeah knocks the guy out and they're like all right, all right get him get him recalibrated blah 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 that's around this time we're also introduced to his daughter hillary uh mike uh, what's going on like hillary's just sitting in this room with a computer cube that looks like it's in like a bluish cloud and talking like the guy from the guidance system from the iron man series jarvis oh jarvis yeah 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 but it's a seth it's a voice by michael j jai white yeah <laughs> spawn himself as the voice of uh oh shit what um is al from uh 2001 space odyssey yeah oh. i think so yeah. no dave no not that's not dave. how yeah, dave, dave, dave's yeah how 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 oh, so you, yeah 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 because uh gets dave who he's the astronaut yeah yeah there we go <laughs> i'll close the, the bay doors i can't do the that dave, dave. yeah uh, anyway, time for a meeting now. Um, basically, uh, Jean-Claude and the director guy, they go to meet with like a general or whatever. And he's just like, well, we're going to shut this uh, multi-trillion dollar program down because, you know, budget cuts and whatnot. Um, and, but the, uh, that's right, the general is uh, the commandant from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. <laughs> he's also uh, Kruger from uh, Seinfeld, George Costanza's boss. Yes. No, Fun no. character actor. Yeah. Never seen it. Is it good? Steve's genuinely never seen Seinfeld. <laughs> you never I, seen Seinfeld? No, Steve? I, I, I've seen a few episodes here and there, but like. Steve doesn't know any of the characters or... other than the main ones. Steve also hadn't seen. I know Harry... Soup Nazi. Steve also hadn't seen Harry Potter. With Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner was in it, sort of. I've yeah. never seen Harry Potter myself. Hey. 
Oh man, Michael, I wish I could say you're missing out. Uh, they're okay, I guess. Good world building. You have to give it that. I mean, you get nine movies. I hope you can build a world. True. I don't know, Harry Potter or Fast and Furious, babe. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm voting for. That's right. I'd rather watch. Yeah, I'd rather watch uh, Fast and Furious over Harry Potter. Ooh, what if we combine the two? Like Daniel Radcliffe is Dom. <gasps> Fuck yes. <laughs> Oh, that God. means Hermione is Letty. Yeah, <laughs> I can see her in some tank tops. Uh, let's see. The redheads are. Uh, I don't even know the names. There's a Weasley so, in there. Yeah. So okay. Ron is their friend, and then he's. You're thinking his twin older brothers. Yeah, yeah. They're um. <laughs> Ron and Todd. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was thinking they're uh, Vince and uh, the guy that doesn't make it through the first movie. No, no, no. It's a uh, Leo. And the other guy, the two... Oh, uh, the two Mexican the, guys. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. truck drivers. Yeah. Every single... Every single one. They're, <laughs> they're just speaking some, like, elvish language or something. Right. Like, the whole time. Guys, we can make it happen. They're all still around, right? But yeah, budget cuts. So, uh, you know, they're like, well, we you can't just shut it down. We got all these, like, killing cyborgs and shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. I also like how the meeting room is, like, glass on one end and you know hal 9000 or you know michael j white 9000 seth he's just like reading their lips the exact same way they do 2001 reading their lips like through the window really? and so he's like oh i know what's up oh and, and i also like how like when the commandant's like leaving the room he's like hey the big the, the big spending of the cold war is over and i'm like get the fuck out of here fuck you movie <laughs> it didn't work in uh, a long kiss goodnight it's not working four years later right 9-11's like 18 months away <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah dr cotner he like goes into i, I don't know I, I guess the controls of everything is right there next to seth and stuff too so he's like messing around on a control board and seth's like you seem to sudden dr cotner He's like, what? Oh, nothing. No big deal. Don't worry about it. And he's like, don't worry about it, Seth. Play with my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> or play with uh, Jean Claude's yeah, daughter. Play Jean Claude's daughter. <laughs> She's no longer here, Dr. Cotter. <laughs> oh, I can call her in for right now. Um, but yeah, basically, he figures that the doctor's like lying to him. So then he uh, activates Romeo, the uh, Goldberg, basically. <laughs> and uh, so then we cut to Jean Claude's home. And we get one of those one of those scenes we see me always have to do in a movie like this, where uh, you know Jean Claude's tucking his daughter in for the night, and she's like, "Hey, Dad, why did Mom have to die?" You ask uh, this every night for the last ten years. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> he just keeps answering in French, so she has no idea what the hell he's talking. Right? Like that's not really an answer, and he's like, "Je ne sais pas." <laughs> Say lovey. No, but uh he's like uh, I I I I don't know. Sometimes people just fucking die and then they come get brought back as cyborgs. I don't know. What does it matter, kid? No, he's he's much gentler than that, but uh Yeah, he's not Steve. Yeah, right. <laughs> people die every day, B. You'd be, you'd be all right. You tough, right. right? Yeah. Steve, why did mom have to die? Because I had to tell her twice. You can clean up this room tomorrow? Parent of the year. No. Uh, <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so, all right. So then uh, Jean Claude like goes downstairs. Uh, 
I don't know, looks at some old photos of him with, with his wife and uh, I don't know, holds one of the pictures as he falls asleep in a chair. And then we cut to a scene where I, I guess a new unisole is uh, being made. And so we see the surgery of them like opening up the brain and basically just shoving a, not even like a microchip, like a, I don't know. How, how would you describe what they just kind of like shove in the head and like, yep, it works. Like, it it it's like uh, a good like three inches pack. by three inches yeah like a three pack yeah yeah like a full fucking like, like a walkman just about just sh- like a yeah. like an ipod shuffle just jamming it in there obviously <laughs> then, plenty of room in there yeah we'll be needing this um and then uh dr dante from clerks i have written down he uh he's coming out of his office and he sees like a bunch of unisoles like you know moving bodies around and making these new unisoles and he's like Hey, you guys aren't supposed to be doing this. And then Goldberg shows up and just snaps his fucking neck. <laughs> All right. So then, okay. So I guess that happened overnight, right? Yes. Yeah. So when the reporter shows up saying she has an appointment, is that like 9 a.m.? So like, you know, nine to 12 hours later? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. I don't know. Because uh, I guess everyone else is checking into work or whatever. <laughs> Uh, because uh, yeah, the reporter like, hey, I am supposed to meet with uh Dr. Cotner. He's supposed to be giving me a tour, or or no, some check. That's right. There's supposed to be some PR check. Was supposed to be giving her a tour. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like you know, the whole place is like on lockdown, blank, blank, because uh, apparently Seth's sick. Because there's a, a storm in the cube, as they say. Uh, basically, that little storm in his uh Hal Nine Thousand Eye or whatever yeah. is turned red. I don't know. Hmm yeah they're like trying to like i don't know reset his program or something and god mike do you remember what he does like in one hand i could reset the system in the other hand fuck you and like flips him off on the screen yeah (laughs) i'm like oh man that's a that's a way to go uh so i have i have a note about this oh Um, go for it i was watching this with the subtitles on just to kind of make sure (laughs) i got all the dialogue and it seemed like the person who wrote the dialogue for the subtitles was not a big fan of cussing. So every time some cut, like a curse word was said, like that fuck you sequence, it would be like, forget you. <laughs> I love it. A lot of uh, gosh darn melon farmers going on. Yeah, like there's one scene later where somebody says, pick up the pace. Don't make it a fucking love affair. It's then it's like, <laughs> pick up the pace. Don't make it a freaking love affair. Oh, a lot of freaks. A lot of freaks and poops. Oh, freaks. Oh, shoot. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're like, all right, cool. Let's uh, try to disconnect the power. Maybe that'll uh, shut Seth off, blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, one guy goes like the control thing and uh, I don't know, they like see the thought process or whatever, or it's like threat to system, execute. And uh, yeah, one of the doctor guys gets fucking zapped. Yeah. Like a fucking lightning bolt from High- HAL 9000. That, that'd made that movie a little different. But yeah, then uh, Dr. Cotner goes in and he gets zapped too. And uh, yeah, Seth is like, I don't know, engaging all these like, protocols and stuff where it's like all right lockdown and unisols you know contain any threats and blah 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 <laughs> but then uh but then we get the mcguffin that can actually stop stop seth from taking over the world basically only three people have his kill code those two dead men there or no one of those dead men and me yeah 
Uh, yeah, it, apparently they like need to enter a code to like stop his stop the eight hour clock from erasing his memory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, if it doesn't happen in the next eight hours, he just shuts down. Uh, it's it's like a it's like that was it the Lysine or whatever in dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, you know, we they, we they... simply deny them that, and then it, they shut down. Yeah, they uh, they they built in a uh, kill switch for sure. Yeah, not a self destruct button though. Nope, <laughs> they did turn in, but they did put an off button. That's right, all only off buttons. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, Seth, he's trying to figure out the code. Just you know, I don't know, random number and letter generator or something. Uh, but yeah, Jean Claude knows. Oh yeah, we guess thing where like uh, his friend Maggie, the the chick from the exercise or whatever yeah. yeah kiana's flex appeal yeah that's the one that was just that was a show me and my brother watched like in the morning before going to school so yeah i'm pretty familiar with her yeah <laughs> yeah but she's uh she's got the daughter hillary and they're like trying to escape you know even though it's locked down they just don't want to get zapped by seth or whatever and then uh, Romeo like runs into him at the stairs or whatever. And so she, I don't remember exactly how, but they, they basically end up riding him down the stairs like a fucking sled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but in it, uh, you know, he you know, he he ends up like going into a fucking wall. His head goes through the wall. Yeah. But uh so does Hillary, except she kind of bounces off and gets knocked out. So there, here's like a legitimate reason why like the damsel in distress would be knocked out. Oftentimes it's just the I don't know, it's fucking faint. But yeah, like this I bought. Yeah. So Maggie's like, oh no, Hillary, wake up. Hillary, wake up. We then cut across town to, I don't know, some hacker punk. <laughs> some some like guy who's like in his early 40s, but has like the punk hair and is listening to, I don't know, Static X or something. He and, looks uh, like the punk from, a, he looks like Bill Paxson's character from The Terminator with the blue yes, hair. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, who was that? I thought was the uh, the actor. I mean, looked it up. It was somebody else. Uh, oh, right. the guy that, uh, I thought it was Tim played... Blake. Oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you first. Just... Okay, fine. Who's not talking? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Coke. Anyway, uh, I thought it was like uh, Tim Blake Nelson from like uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou <laughs> or something. Who do you think it was? It's the guy that plays. Uh, you you remember the movie Falling Down? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's the general Rick from Whammy Burger. Oh, nice. <laughs> he's also he he also has a character in Seinfeld, but you're not familiar with that show. No, is he Seinfeld? No. Yes, the, he's oh, Kramer. He's the Seinfeld. Oh. oh, he's Kramer. Oh, okay, okay. I, I've I've seen the portrait. No. You're like... <laughs> uh but yeah the, this guy's I, I, I don't know i think he's like watching the news or something I, we find out his name squid which is like okay cool oh no that's right seth calls him seth calls it like calls him up on the phone or whatever <laughs> i mean he's like uh hey hey squid uh want to help me uh achieve your your full vision by giving me a perfect body and he's like yeah they never should have fired me from that center we're gonna fulfill your destiny man it's gonna be great yeah this low budget bill paxton <clears throat> yeah uh, yeah we go back to the center and uh yeah jean-claude and the reporter chick they're like running away from goldberg and they like sneak into this like uh chemical weapon storage area and she's like wait where are we he's like chemical weapons be quiet you guys store chemical weapons here? And he's like, it's a government facility. Of course we do. Shut up. But uh, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, I'll tell you, like a bunch of other reporters are like, you know, uh, like get, getting on the scene, like, uh, like they would even know this place was on lockdown or something realistically, but uh, they're outside and they're like, well, why is this base shut down? The military is a uh, set up base camp out here, blah, blah, blah. And we go inside the base camp and they're like, all right, so we just nuke this place or what? Great. <laughs> and and like well we can't just do that there's a bunch of like chemical weapons and shit in there and he's like well don't we have like that super MacGuffin napalm or whatever yeah but that that'd take forever we gotta you know stop it before then you know whatever oh that's right they mentioned like some sort of foam or what like disinfecting foam or some shit i'm like what (laughs) a foam that disinfects nukes come on come on guys (laughs) but um yeah, eventually Goldberg finds uh, Jean-Claude, um, but he's told like not to kill him. Like we just need to contain him. He has the code or whatever. Apprehend him. And uh, <clears throat> so yeah, there's like a little fight scene in there where um, he, yeah, I don't know. The reporter I think ends up like blasting him with something, and then he's like set on fire. <laughs> it's like yeah, Goldberg on fire, but it's not really Goldberg on fire. Let's be real. <laughs> so, some guy in a large suit. I don't know. <laughs> Oh yeah. Meanwhile, outside, uh, the Unisol, other Unisols are like attacking the base camp and like just fucking shooting up a bunch of soldiers and shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. They, 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 they first the sh- sh- soldiers shoot them and they like lie down on the ground, and then when they get close, it's like psych. <laughs> and uh, uh, fucking squids watching it on the news or whatever, and like. This is Kitty Anderson reporting it. Boom, a fucking van behind her explodes and like they lose signal. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> and then we uh, see a couple Unisols like, you know, just take a couple Jeeps and drive off or whatever, you know, some uh, some Ford Explorers or something hanging off the side shooting guns and they just drive off into the rest of the movie. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, all right. So Romeo has been set on fire. Um, and he like, I, I guess he like hit something on a suit and it like, there was like a built-in fire extinguisher or something that like, you see it like blow out and the fire is gone. And it's like, oh yeah, cool. So Jean-Claude and the reporter check, they're running up the stairs and they get to the roof. <gasps> Babe, how do they escape? Do you remember? Uh, they, Sorry, the they jump into like there. a truck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For some reason there's like a truck, uh, like, like a, like a goddamn semi truck filled with shredded documents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah steve it's the yeah that stone mountain or whatever truck that drives around truck. oh okay <laughs> that was like the last stop of the day it was nighttime so that makes sense but yeah they like jump off the roof into it and i'm like well what if there's like stuff under the shredded documents like <laughs> one of them just gets like i don't know like a syringe sc- or something yeah or or like like a random piece of rebar and just gets skewered <laughs> but uh nope they're just fine and then Romeo's like, uh, I don't know, re- reporting back to Seth and is like, uh, Devereaux apprehended, minimal effort. And he's like g- jumping to go in it as the truck's pulling forward. And he's like, oh, shit. It was kind of hilarious. Oh, that's right. Jean-Claude's driving the truck. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, then he like flips that bitch in reverse and just backs over him. <laughs> but then uh, the reporter's like, oh, cool. That ought to stop him. And he's like, uh, not so long. And you can already see like his arm that's like under the tire, like, I don't know, reaching to like deflate the tires or something. Like, all right, good luck with that. <laughs> I don't know. We, we get some scene where like uh, Jean-Claude's talking to a reporter chick and she's like, um, 
what is it with you, uh, with all you soldiers just being mindless killing machines or something like that? And Jean-Claude's like, hey, not all of us are killing machines. Okay, I guess maybe. But then, but then I don't know. I think like at that moment he like starts opening fire at something like. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, it's about this time. Uh, Seth, you know, he's just in the base by himself, not being bothered, and he's like, you know, I could take my uh, my my hard drive and like I don't know, zip file it into like a <laughs> into one of those. Uh, iPod shuffles that we're shoving in people's heads and then I could be in a body. Yeah. Yeah, don't we have like a super special awesome body just for me? Oh yeah, we do. In fact, we get the whole uh <laughs> he needs the perfect body and I'm like, yep, this is where Michael J. White comes in. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, is there a more perfect body out there? Mm, I mean, technically, according to Guinness World Records, Schwarzenegger in his prime, but... Well, it was done back in the 80s. I mean, is there has <laughs> there been an update? Not as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What happens there? Oh, yeah. So um, we, we then check in on uh, Maggie and Hillary. They're, they're at the hospital. Uh, Hillary's still unconscious. And Maggie's like, can I see her? And they're like, oh, sorry, family only, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, but but is she being taken care of? Like, hey, I'd like to. But, uh, you know, I got to have the parent's signature to for- perform brain surgery. So unless you know where they're at. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking started. <laughs> Yeah, so the so the Rangers are all brought in at base camp. They're like, okay, we got to take out these Universal Soldiers, and uh, uh, Jean Claude's there, and he's like, hey, you can't use these pea shooters. Only the grenade launchers might work a little bit. The rest is just gonna piss them off or something. Yeah, Seth's uh, being downloaded or whatever into uh, Michael J. White body, uh, but then he gets up and he starts doing a whole speech because all the Unisols are like standing around him there in the uh, the science lab or whatever, and he's like, the time of man is over. Now we'll use the weapons, their own weapons to defeat them. And the created will become the creator. <laughs> Some shit like that. And it's like, yep, yep. This is, uh, this is what happened with Skynet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jean-Claude, then he like leads a team of Marines in and they start like planning C4 throughout the base. Is he? I think he's looking for treats. Oh, okay. Oh, some guy that's not the, the fridge uh, or something. Probably. Oh, okay. That's not the soundtrack in the background. No, it was, if it was, if, I'm like trying to tear a carpet or something, and I'm like, "What the hell? No, don't do that, buddy." <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, the Unisols they just kind of show up, take, start shooting people up at the base camp, and then they like rappel down inside of the base or whatever to take out the Marines. And uh, yeah, you get some more of that uh, that rock soundtrack with like, okay. So we looked at the soundtrack because I'm like, okay, there's definitely Static X. Who else is on this? There's Megadeth. There's Anthrax. Uh, Guar is there in that scene with the the punk hacker guy. Uh, rate them bars, Mike. How, how how would you rate the soundtrack? Um, I kind of I kind of like the soundtrack a bit. It kind of got me nostalgic for those days. Oh yeah. Oh, it's very late '90s. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just where we're. <laughs> I don't know. It's always like a, trying to be like a ten scene, and then all of a sudden there's yes! <laughs> like the screaming and stuff. And it's like okay, cut, cut, take, take it to about eight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Oh yeah. And so when, uh, when we get the scene where like the unicells are like repelling down and taking out the Marines, uh, at one point there's like, I swear to God, five or six dudes on fire at the same time. Like, <laughs> like, like they're, I guess they're there in that chemical weapons area. So everything that's like shot just like bursts into flames. And then you see a guy like, you know, arms waving, uh, you know, doing that <laughs> thing. But then, uh, I, I don't know. One of them like sets the C4 off. So you get a big old, boom, and you see like basically half the base kind of fucking blow up. And it's like, okay, well, Jean-Claude's dead. Uh, roll credits, guys. What do we think? <laughs> um, but yeah, base camp is again. Response goes, everybody's dead except Jean-Claude Van Damme, who keep in mind was a cyborg is no longer a cyborg. We're not sure why <laughs> they just, I don't know. They, they they seven of nine them or something. Like <laughs> I assume he's got a few, a few uh, load bearing structures or something on the inside. But yeah, uh, I don't know. He's just fine though. Not 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 even a little tinnitus or anything like that. Mop. Right. Uh, so yeah. So he's walking around the base and uh, he sees the uh, the Hal now nine thousand eye is like turned off and he's like, "What? Is Seth done? Did I did I win? Did we did we blow out the power source? What's going on?" that's odd all right so we go back to the hospital <laughs> and uh oh yeah this is what we were talking about yeah yeah the brain surgery can't do it without the parents consent blah 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 okay cool so then um at this point like jean-claude and the reporter they decide they have to leave the base to go to like a another set access another satellite or something on the internet is that was it was that their plan <laughs> I couldn't quite tell. It's something like that. They had to get like an internet connection. (laughs) Yeah. It it all seemed like this might've been written like right after the first universal soldier, like in 94, 95, something like that. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, cause you know, internet, then satellite to Congo. Wait. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah. Yeah. We get a scene where they're like driving off in a van and a reporter chick, you know, of course she's changing in the back. So you see a little, a little bit of her in a bra. Yeah. That's as close as we're going to get to. Oh, wait a minute. We go to a place called the clubhouse. Uh, Mike, what happens from there? Well, like what, what is the clubhouse? Is it an internet cafe or something? Uh, you, you could kind of call it an internet cafe. One where there's dancers that, these certain dancers that don't wear tops and they See, dance the, to loud music. Obviously. Oh, like a, Magic Mike. It's a cat cafe. <laughs> what? A cat cafe? Because it's full of pussy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically, I guess, a strip club where I guess upstairs they have an internet cafe or something where they charge by the minute and all that because, you know, it's 99. But but apparently the also this internet cafe has bouncers. Like they're okay, whatever, keep it downstairs where all the titties are at. And you do see a lot of titties in this scene, which nice. But yeah, they get upstairs like, hey, buddy, you're not supposed to be up here. Like, oh sorry, I uh I'm looking for the restroom. Uh, and like, yeah, it's right over here. Oh, that's great. Headbutt. And uh Jean-Claude has to sneak in to Okay, so <laughs> So, and okay, he, he's sneaking into the <laughs> sex phone line room now, so that he can get a direct connection. Now, was that the phone sex room, or was that just other people using it for phone sex? So you see, guys that in like the, chat rooms and that shit was like the that. Phone too. sex room, yeah. This is a sex club, Steve. Okay, so and because they're a sex club, they have an incredible internet connection. I mean, undisruptible. I mean, it makes sense, but okay. 
And uh, meanwhile, the reporter, uh, she's down at the bar because, you know, she's had a long day because it's already night. And apparently she was there first thing in the morning or something. Right. OK, cool. So <laughs> but, uh, you know, we got someone coming up to her like, hey, want a lap dance on the house? And she's like, let I'm me tell you about my day with a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other girl's like, girl, don't be uptight. We we, we, we all have our first time. Right. Uh, so yeah, she's like, oh, sit down, girlfriend. Let me tell you about my day. Meanwhile, JCVD's like fighting these big ass bodyguards and stuff upstairs. Oh um, yeah, there was a there was a line that reminded me of the film we've watched, Knockoff. What? Yeah. Yeah, because like the guards are talking like, hey, some cowboys in the computer room. Let's ride them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, oh, it's that kind of a club. All right. <laughs> JCVD is about to be human trafficked, I think. <laughs> right. But <laughs> right. Oh, by the way, uh, anybody remember what the point was of him getting on the internet? I uh, think he was trying to track the source of something, was, and th- that's how I yeah. found out was Squid. Yeah, he was seeing like who Seth had called in the last couple yeah. of months. <laughs> Because, you know, Seth needs to call people, but it's like, oh, this, I know this number. It's Squid. Yeah, whatever. And then, yeah, he started getting the fight. But I was like, that, that's all you needed? All right, yeah. All right I guess. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, yeah, we go to, he's fighting the bodyguards and the fight goes downstairs and a whole big bar fight happens with plenty of boobs flopping around, you know, <laughs> like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a couple people like do a tug of war with the reporter, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, JCBD like, whoops them, grabs their porter, walks out the front door, and uh, this, like, biker pulls up, and uh, JCVD he, like, poses the valet or whatever. <laughs> guys, any guesses who that biker is? Who is that biker, Steve? That so, one guy you mentioned earlier, the writer? That's right, director Mick Rogers. Director. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a stunt guy, right? Oh, <laughs> totally. big dude. Uh, so yeah, what happens from here? Oh yeah, so we see Romeo's at a uh, uh, Jean Claude's house, and he uh, checks checks Jean Claude's voicemail, and you know Maggie's on there like, "Hey, we're at uh, uh, I don't know Mount Sinai Hospital, room three one two. There's definitely no guards around here, so if you were to kidnap, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> and then uh, then we cut to Squids, and you know he's rocking out eating some fucking Fruit Loops or something, and uh, Jean Claude like kicks the door open like Squid. Why? Why would you do this? Oh man, because fucking Seth, he's like the future, man. The human race is done. The game over. And uh, I got him the best body, man. Oh, totally nano synther winker darf. I'm throwing out things that don't even make any sense. I stole the best body and then I put my own mods on it. I definitely didn't fuck it in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Spawn? <laughs> it's that body, only better. Devil tech. I definitely don't sleep with it every night. (laughs) I really hope he washed it before he get transplanted. Anyway, (laughs) he said it with a hose, man. Yeah, but then uh, apparently he didn't wash it first because then Michael Jai White Seth pops up around the corner and snaps uh, Squid's neck. Like, uh, yeah, he he was definitely banging it. Oh yeah. Uh, he was like he stood my or he tried to access my uh my program or something very dangerous <laughs> um yeah so what happens oh yeah he's like he's like hey uh jean-claude or luke there's only uh four hours uh 
four hours until I go bye-bye and, uh, you know, you need to give me that code. And uh, Luke's like, no, I never, I never attack. Or I never, I never give you the code. And he's like, well, remember your daughter, Hillary? Like, apparently she's dying at a hospital or something right now. I, right? I, I can save her. But, you know, I kind of need that code first because if I die, she dies. And Jean-Claude's like, no! And <laughs> attacks. And, uh, yeah, he gets slapped all around the fucking place. Like, look, Luke, just just give me the codes, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's right. He even brings up, like, Hillary, like, on the computer screen or something. Like, he's hacked into the uh, uh, the, the security cameras at the hospital or something like that. And Like, somehow they realize it's a bomb going to go off there, so they have to escape. Oh, yeah, it's like countdown from like 10 seconds or something like that. And it's always like, what the? Oh, shit, run! Ah! And and apparently in that like seven seconds of running, they got far enough to be out of this blast radius that like eviscerates an entire <laughs> strip mall, basically. Like, where I guess that's where Squib was living. It was just the whole building's like vaporized, but they're like, you know, middle of the parking lot. Like, ah! <laughs> uh, Mike, have you seen uh, the other guys? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, okay, you know, a scene where like yeah, the stream all blows up. Like, oh, all oh, all oh, my internal organs are aching. <laughs> they never show this part in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Uh, every time I see an explosion like that, now I think of that scene. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're fine. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. They gotta uh, get to the hospital. Yeah, that's right. We go to the hospital now. Yeah, the the, uh, the Unisols, they're like on guard watching over Hillary. And uh, I don't know, Jean-Claude kind of shows up and he's like, hey, never going to catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. And uh, I don't know. They... One guy, like, there's a fight in the laundry room and one guy gets beat up by Jean-Claude and they froze him in like the dryer yeah oh that's right they fight like over the body of like the guy in the surgery room or something too yeah 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 there's some funny shit (laughs) and then uh, goldberg shows up i think at one point yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. goldberg shows up and he's like trying to get jean-claude oh that's right seth shows up and like uh did like a high kick to a dude and like i had damn near decapitated him but just killed him like with a sidekick (laughs) he's a spell i don't know Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jean Claude show, uh, like sees Romeo and like drop kicks him out of a window or something. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Another time. Um, oh, that's right. Like like Hillary's like coming out of her coma or something now. She like opens her eyes and sees Seth. You know she's, you know she sees Michael Jai White sitting <laughs> at her bedside and she's like, I don't know. She's seen City of Angels, so she's like, Are you an angel? <laughs> no. <laughs> like no. It's me, Seth. Don't you remember from when I was teaching you algebra earlier? And she's like, "What? <laughs> no, you're 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 the guy from Spawn or something." <laughs> My head really hurts, and I'm kind of scared. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take care of I you. I have a brain hemorrhage, and they won't save my life unless my dad says they can. I'm your daddy now. No, it's <laughs> not quite that. <laughs> he doesn't say that, or but that probably got cut out of the movie. But uh. Basically, we I'm got to daddy now. Can you check my butt? It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a hemorrhoid, but I just want you need another set of eyes on it. I mean, you tried using like the three mirror method. It doesn't anyway. <laughs> Steve cut that. No. Um, 
But uh, instead, yes, yeah, uh, Jean-Claude like kicks the door open to his daughter's room. Um, and like the room's already on fire and Seth is like, you know, holding Hillary. That room is on fire. And he's like, Seth, no. Seth just like jumps out the window and like lands still holding his yeah. daughter. Superhero landing. And then just, uh, you know, runs runs off. You know, Jean-Claude's like running down, chase after him. Then he runs into Romeo. And so now Romeo... Uh, no, like, Romeo must die. Oh, that's right. Romeo's in the lobby. Yeah, well, he must die. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> right. Romeo's like in the lobby of the hospital. And like the orderlies try to stop him. He like tears his shirt off and starts yeah. beating their asses. And some of those order- orderlies, I'm like, okay, which uh, which WCW wrestlers are they? Because like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they look like wrestlers. And- right? With like the paper dresses on, you know, but um, or you know, orderly scrubs, but whatever. Now, what would be the point of a universal soldier ripping off their shirt? Why would they do that? Oh, to stay cool, because because you know, if they overheat, then they shut down, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. See, yeah, everything <laughs> I learned from movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's like short of uh, running into the freeze, the morgue, or something where they keep all the bodies on ice. You know, that's what they got to do: rip the shirt off. Ah, show them pics. Uh, oh, that's right. We get the Goldberg spear on one of the orderlies because you know you got you, you got to get it in there. Uh, then we kick, cut back to the research center, and the uh, I don't know Jean Claude's about to run back into the base. And the reporter gives him a little kiss, and it's like, okay, cool. We're, it's that kind of a relationship we're in. Uh, and he goes back in, and uh, I was well, I think it's like the military's decided they're finally going to like just bury the base and like use that foam napalm shit they were talking about in like 15 minutes. So, you know, we got the ticking yeah. clock. Tick, tick, tick. And uh, Jean-Claude goes into the base. Oh, and he sees a unisol. But wait, this one looks familiar. Who is it, Mike? It's Maggie. <gasps> Maggie, no! They told you to one of them! That's right, Luke. <laughs> you need to run. Are you? <laughs> Resistance is futile. No, <laughs> But then she's like, <laughs> I, I must have been taking the note because by the time I looked back up, I just heard her go, Wah! and I'm like, oh, she's dead already? Like, it was that easy? <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> it's like, Maggie, no, I am one of them now. <laughs> yeah, how uh, was she shot or something? How did uh, how did Maggie get taken out there? I, I forget. You um, yeah, yeah, it was just like a like a quick cut and a loud noise <laughs> and like like oh i guess she's dead now okay cool uh yeah i don't know i feel like he hit her with like a rocket launcher or something and just shot her into the next room <laughs> oh yeah he gets taken out and then yeah oh yeah that's where seth is again like so yeah your daughter has some serious swelling going on in her brain but i can take care of that here in these re- rejuvenation things but yeah of course uh, luke's like uh I, I don't think so and then like blast him <laughs> Uh, but of course that doesn't kill Seth. So then they fight. And uh Seth is just like tossing these like hundred pound tanks like nothing. Cause you know, he's Michael Jai White. But like with like every tank that he tosses, like it'll like hit the ground behind Luke and explode. Boom. And uh Luke's so like, I'll never give you the code. Never, Seth. And then all of a sudden he is here in the background. Termination code found. And <laughs> Luke's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no and so then they fight some more and um i think yeah in the middle of the fight or whatever luke like uh starts the rejuvenation booth that uh hillary is in 
Uh, so he's like getting his ass whooped, but you see, I don't know, the fog machine kicking on in there. So I guess she's going to be okay. All right. Uh, time out. Dog's being an asshole again. He wants to take his bone outside. He doesn't want to go outside. He just wants to take his bone outside. And I don't want him to bury his bone no. outside. I want him to chew on his bone. Yeah, yeah. Chew in your bone, buddy. Enjoy it now. All right, so the, yeah, so yeah, John Claude's getting his ass whooped, um, and there's like uh, Seth even like pins him down like in the uh, surgery chair. So he's like, "Well, we're gonna make you a unisol again." You see, like the little laser thing that was like gonna cut cut a hole in his head to shove the thing in. I don't know, but uh, he, he ends up fighting his way out and like I don't know, gets like Seth in the eye. I thought he was gonna have a scar the rest of the time, but no, he like instantly heals because you know he's Seth. Uh, I don't know, flash kicks, spin kicks. I, I, <laughs> why there's jumping somersault thing with jigs yeah <laughs> yeah all, all, all kinds of cool shit from jean claude and michael jai white so then uh i, I don't know we, we reached a point where jean claude's uh, basically he's he, he's just crawling around he's really messed up mike how does the hero win well i think like michael jai white's kind of in the area where they freeze the uh universal soldiers or it's like a deep freeze type thing so i think john claude gets like a weapon i think and starts shooting him with that or it's not working of course so he ends up shooting like the uh the generator for that so that will go off where michael jai white is at yeah, so he starts like getting blasted with uh, like liquid nitrogen or something, yeah. and so uh, and so we get a Terminator Two meets Demolition Man kind of <laughs> like Seth freezing, like you know, he's like walking towards him, but he's like freezing and stopping, and then yeah, just uh, Jean Claude does a nice little front kick or whatever and shatters. Some of the worst effects in a movie I've seen. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> And at this point, I was like, oh, don't worry. He's just going to turn into little pools of mercury or whatever and reconstitute. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be liquid metal finally, instead of just a perfect specimen of a body. Uh, no, that doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, just shattered, you know. BS1 graphics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's 99. I guess that, yeah, yeah, yeah BS1. Like they couldn't just cut away and then like sprinkle some hamburger meat on the ground. You needed that finish. <laughs> yeah. Just some some frozen chunks of hamburger just <laughs> uh so yeah, Hillary's okay, you know. <laughs> she like wakes up in the the seat or whatever, the rejuvenation booth or whatever, is like, Dad, I had the weirdest dream, but they just basically just run out of there. Uh but then Romeo's there. And uh we hear like the I don't know, countdown or whatever. It's like, all right, two minutes until we blast this thing. And uh Two minutes till blast. Yeah, there's a bunch of kicks, a couple slaps around. Um, and then yeah, Romeo just starts like choking out Jean-Claude. And he like lifts him up for the backbreaker, do you know, break the bat. Ha ha. What happens, Mike? Well, Maggie returns. <gasps> Maggie. Apparently, there was like a scene earlier in the film where Romeo was trying to hit on Maggie and like I think she says, I don't care if that guy is dead, I'll kill him. Yeah. And yeah. so when it comes to the end of the film, she makes that true. Yeah. Callbacks, baby. It just fires like a rocket launcher or something. It hits him in the chest. And then uh and then she's like talking to Jean-Luc and she's like, It's too late for me, Luke. Go run. 
<laughs> and I'm like, don't cry for me. I'm already dead. And, and, and it was at this point, I was like, wait a minute. Seth's down, right? And he was like kind of controlling all the unisols. Wouldn't they just be like, I don't know, factory default mode and just kind of standing there? But yeah, right. don't worry about it. And it's like, and is it really that late though? Because Luke was a unisol. You can just run out with them and they can, you know. Yeah, t- do whatever t- take a- he did to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're no longer part of the collective, you know. You're thinking about it too hard, Steve. This is a yeah. movie with Gore on the soundtrack. Oh, shit. Good point. <laughs> yeah, so they uh, run out. And uh, yeah, meanwhile, at base camp or whatever, they're like, all right, blow it. And they like flip the switch. And nothing happens. And the fucking reporter chick, she's like, ha ha, Seth outsmarted you and it, it took care of all the explosives. And I'm like, bitch, you shouldn't cheer that. <laughs> Izzy was like mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then the Unisols come out. They're like ready to like just fucking mow them down again. But then, uh, yeah, Hillary runs out too. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> and Jean-Claude's right behind. Oh, no, 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 no. And then we get Jean-Claude, he's like running, and then he has like that running, jump forward, turn around, shoot back at these like explosives that are outside. Blows up this whole fucking factory with, I guess, this napalm foam stuff they were talking about. So it looks like just a bunch of fucking flashing gas and all that. But uh, (laughs) yeah, the whole fucking place explodes. And uh, Jean-Claude, you know, he was pretty close. So he's like, (laughs) but he gets up and uh, Hillary runs up to him like, daddy, I I don't know. Uh, Apparently Jean-Claude was blown like a hundred feet away or something in the explosion because they're like at a completely safe distance at this point. And yeah, the the daughter runs up and like they like hug and the reporter comes in and hugs too. Roll credits, guys. That was like a really quick resolution. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was like eight seconds between gigantic explosion and the credits rolling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a Universal Soldier of the Return. Uh, Michael, would you recommend it? Uh, sure. Go ahead and watch it. <laughs> it's a. Uh, how about you, babe? Yeah. Like honestly, what watch all the uh, Jean Claude Van Damme Universal Soldiers? I could, uh, yeah, I I could recommend it as dumb fun. I think if you take out credits and like the opening credits, this is maybe seventy five minutes long. Like it is, right. it is quick. I'm actually surprised how many notes I have for how short of a movie it is, but it it, it goes by at a clip. And you know, it's Jean Claude, Michael Jai White, right? Special appearance by Goldberg. As comic relief, I guess. I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, I guess on uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <gasps> oh, but when we come back, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learned from Universal Soldier, colon, the return. Oh, the colon return. <laughs> There's so many podcasts out there. How do I find the one for me? For so long, I've searched for podcasts all over, but none of them seem to fit my needs. Where's my Nick Cage Pissing Fire podcast? Where's my monkey tickling? I couldn't find it anywhere until I found everything I learned from movies podcast with Steve Nizzy. And now I get to hear about all the monkey tickling I want, baby. 
So many podcasts out there are all talk and no Congo. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. Greatest living actor? Nicolas Cage, of course. That's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. One-liners, plot holes, gratuitous boobies? Fun fact, that's why I listen to everything I learned from movies. See if everything I learned from movies is right for you at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon. Free on all the major podcatchers. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is... On Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com The top one-stop shop that always pops her top <laughs> Are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Hey, this is Brendan Steer, the director of The Velocipaster, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies. And we're back! Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding! Oh, she said it! They get better every week! Ah, man, I don't know about you. I'm still a little thirsty. But that's weird. I'm still quite sober. How about you, Michael? You on on, uh, Daiquiri number two, or Margarita number two? I think I'm just down to the ice at this point. Oh no, he's down to just hard water. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. On our end, we have from Ketos Brewing their coconut stout. <gasps> coconut? Uh, 5% alcohol by volume. <laughs> For that coconut reference, check out our uh, Kickboxer Vengeance episode. <laughs> I think it came out last week. And uh, my top? Oh, the top. Nice. And the pool. Steve, the dog's watching you pour. Oh, he wants some. Want somebody? Want a little bit of nice <laughs> coconut stew? Oh, this is a beautiful, dark, super like black beer. Mm-hmm. Has a dark khaki colored head that with bubbles that dissipate quickly. And bubbles dissipate quickly. <laughs> oh, take it away, Michael, please. 
I, I, I'm kind of surprised that coconut beer would be dark. Oh, yeah. This is a mm. stout. So it's a beautiful dark uh, black beer. It smells It smells like an almond joint. It smells like dark yeah. like, or a mounds, dark chocolate and coconut. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's very, very light, very dry, actually, like sipping on it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, it's probably it's artificial like coconut, 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 but definitely yeah. artificial coconut, yeah. but not so overwhelming that it feels really chemical. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Nice stuff. Gitos Brewing, coconut stout. Well, um, would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? Are they fun facts? Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Do you have any boring, mundane facts that are not very interesting at all? Oh, you this mean you mean like tidbits? Interesting no, okay. tidbits and fuck those tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes. Michael, what do you think the critics thought of Universal Soldier 2, The Return? I'm going to say they gave it a 35. 35? Babe, how about you? Did they think of this movie, Steve? They thought of it. Okay, so that's already uh, higher than I thought. I'm going to go with my super generous 17% because I don't know. Easy as closest. It is 5% with the critics. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What about that audience? Fuck those critics, boy. Oh. Uh, I'll say 57. I'm going to steal Michael's 35. Is he as close as 24% with the audience? Not a lot of love for this movie, <laughs> apparently. It's fine. It's not the worst Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Oh, no. No, no, no. Steve, what's your least favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie? Oh, shit. Put me on the spot like that. Uh, knock off? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, knock off is amazing. Uh, Breaking? No. Um, wait, wait. The what was the one we found? His first movie, like Man from Monaco, where uh, he played Gay Karate Man or something. Uh, I was gonna say. Uh, actually, I take it back. If knock off is Jean Claude's worst movie, but it's uh, what's his name's best movie? Rob Schneider. <laughs> Schneider's best movie. <laughs> yeah, I. Look, Jean Claude's never bad yeah. in all his movies. He always puts in the work. Movies that don't work around him. Yeah, even that that new one we watched on Netflix, where it was like dubbed from French or whatever, with all those kids. Like, even that was okay. You don't have to be more specific. He yeah, always has a ton of kids trying, in his movies. I trying, it was like Last of the Legionnaires or some shit. Like, hold on. Hold on, I'm gonna go through. I'm pulling up his IMDb. I I, I um, honestly can't think of one I can ha- I actively hate right now. <laughs> how many films does he have that involve Legionnaires? Seems like yeah. every other film. Yeah, or clones and twin brothers, or yeah, he's a ooh. See, I'd say something like Double Team, but I actually really fucking like that movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, don't bad mouth Double Team. Oh, his episodes of Friends. No, I don't there know. we go. Um, the Last Mercenary. That's the one where he was uh, with all the kids or whatever. There's a couple of these I ha- newer ones I haven't seen, like We Die Young and The Bouncer. Kill Them All. I don't know that one. It's all right, I think, babe. I think I have We Die Young in the Netflix queue. You're the other person. <laughs> <laughs> Kung, Kung Fu Panda 2. That's my least favorite chunk. There we go. <laughs> Michael, I won't lie, like uh sometimes we we order something super rare on disc on uh, Netflix. That's right, we still have 
discs on Netflix and it's like I can tell they only have one copy and it's like very long wait I wonder which podcaster has it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like is it Mike Bagford or is it one of the mics off the, the grind bin or one of the mics off of Hobie where's it Brent's <laughs> All right, my least favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is one we've actually had on the podcast. It is called Missing in Action, starring Chuck Norris, oh. where apparently he's an uncredited soldier. No. Okay. Yeah, he, he he's yet to have a bad movie. There, I said it. All right. I don't think Missing in Action is that bad. No, it's actually a decent movie. It was just because apparently he was, he was somebody who was shot or blown up or something. It wasn't a No Retreat, No Surrender? Oh, that movie's fucking great. <laughs> I learned my entire workout routine from that one. <laughs> I don't know, babe, do you have a least favorite? Really? Yeah, I still remember some of them being boring. Like, for some reason, I think The Order was really boring. Oh, yeah. That wasn't, like, the most entertaining movie. Yeah, I guess maybe that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Legionnaire. <laughs> I, I don't remember much about Legionnaire. I know we're watching it, like, next week or something. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, interesting question. Yeah, usually and it's all, it's all nines and tens. <laughs> my least favorite might be in hell, maybe. Oh yeah, we're watching that one too. I haven't like, seen it, I haven't seen it in a while, but friend of the podcast Michael Bailey Smith's in it, so that gives it an extra star. <laughs> Woo! You just don't like uh, prison movies, or or that one? I think I I think I saw it part of it a long time ago and i thought man this looks bad i think this is around the time where john claude van damme was out of the theaters at this point and it was, was after the, it, it was after the quest so they were no longer asking him to direct <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i remember uh, that kind of being not that great but it might be better now i don't know yeah well you can rewatch it with us yeah uh, as for this movie, forty-five million dollar budget, a lot of explosions, worldwide gross, ten point seven million. So a flappity flop flop flop. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> uh, what could have been? The role of Romeo was originally intended for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me a hell yeah! <laughs> what? Uh, however. Without notifying Austin, his agent turned down the offer of $55,000 to star in the film. The role was subsequently offered to Goldberg, who accepted the role for a fee of $250,000. The fuck? Uh, when Austin found out about this, he expressed his anger to Vince McMahon for not letting him know about the movie offer. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Michael J. White, who plays Seth. Also appeared in the original Universal Soldier as a soldier. Yeah, he had a very, very brief cameo. I think he was like a sniper or something in that one. <laughs> oh, here we are. The strip club scene. Yeah. yeah. It's filmed at the clubhouse in Dallas, Texas. The legendary strip club owned by Vinnie Abbott and Dimebag Daryl of the band. Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, certain subterranean scenes were filmed in Texas in the tunnels dug for the U.S. Superconducting Super Collider Project. After it was canceled in 1993, the tunnels were used as storage by Ellis County. And I guess now for shooting films. There you go. <laughs> uh, during the final fight sequence between Seth and Luke, when Seth finally breaks the termination code, the first part of the code is NCC1701. 
Anybody know what that's a reference to? What's that, Steve? Star Trek. Yep, it's the numbers outside of the Enterprise Uh in Star Trek. (laughs) And of course, due to the film's critical and financial failure, subsequent Universal Soldier entries ignore the events of this film and contradict it in many ways. While still an official entry, it is no longer considered canon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. We we, uh, talk about the Day of Reckoning one uh, here in our uh, Patreon exclusive this month. Like, yeah. There, there's a lot of retcon stuff in the Universal Soldiers universe at that point. What? Yeah. No. But, lady, gentlemen, we've reached the most important part. <gasps> what did we learn? <gasps> From the return of the Universal Soldier. <laughs> uh, Michael, so I guess, would you like to go first? Sure. I uh, basically learned that Universal Soldiers can learn one-liners. As a reference to Romeo when he's in the hospital and beats up somebody and says, next stop, intensive care. Yeah. Babe, how about you? I learned that Michael J. White has the perfect body. Most advanced. (laughs) The skivvies were too much clothing for that scene. That's right. If he was really (laughs) going to be a unisol, he would have taken the skivvies off. Just like Jean Claude. That's right. <laughs> In every every show. <laughs> it's on TV all the time. <laughs> uh, I learned the big spending of the Cold War is over. Budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. Oh my God, Steve, I just had a thought. Oh. I think this might be the only Jean Claude Van Damme movie I can think of that doesn't have a coconut reference. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> Are there? They, they, like, he's always, like, drinking out of coconuts, eating coconuts, making coconut water jokes. Okay, uh, Time Cop. Double Team. Oh, Double Team, I'm pretty sure one of them drinks out of a coconut. Uh, double rock. Impact, I'll go with you on that one. But okay. <laughs> Cyborg, was there a coconut in Cyborg? So rewatch that. <laughs> I don't like, think there was. Oh, that's right, we gotta watch that director's cut. <laughs> yes, we gotta do some research, babe. That's on the blood bank. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know, anything else anybody learned from this one? Uh, apparently white clothed security guard officers are the new red shirts I guess since like a bunch of them got killed early in the film (laughs) yeah they're the precursor to stormtroopers they just haven't invented the helmets yet (laughs) there we go yeah all my other stuff's pretty dumb because it's just like why does mom have why did mom have to die (laughs) well Michael thank you so much for joining us here on everything I learned from movies um, I understand we can find you on other podcasts as well. Uh, yes. Um, sometimes I'm on other podcasts. Sometimes I'm on the soup complex. Uh, sometimes I'm on the rock and retrospect uh, podcast. Uh, you can find info on that and my album a day on the social medias at Michael Bagford is where I'm at on Twitter. And at Bagford, Michael is where I'm on Instagram. I also have a Facebook page. If you want to, find that and yep that's pretty much it yeah coming soon on the album of the day the universal soldier the return soundtrack we'll see (laughs) well if i know michael and i like to think i do he loves late 90s early 2000s like uh alt rock i mean who doesn't uh some of it's okay (laughs) (laughs) 
Excellent. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? Yeah, you can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. I'm a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. You can find my goods and wares for sale over at untidyvenus.etsy.com. And you can join me over on Patreon at Untidy Venus. Steve, yes. where can we find you? Oh, you can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. Or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's Everything I learned from movies. Uh, yeah, we're getting pretty close to the end of uh, uh, Jean-Claude Van January here. And then, uh, oh man, February. Oh no. Yep, it's coming that time, babe. Oh no. Yep, we got a, we got a special thing with... Uh, basically, it's going to have us turning from uh, beers to spirits that month. That's, uh, that's yeah. all I'll tell you. <laughs> with love. Um, so yeah, I guess until uh, next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Michael. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night!